Hey guys, what's up? So we are on the eastern part, eastern coastline of South Africa at the moment and I, I thought I would try and share the guys that are tuned in on YouTube, try and share some of the magnificent views we've got this side. So um, yeah, behind me is the a nice beautiful river. This is where a couple of weeks ago I uh, photographed uh, the fish eagles coming into the area. Uh, there's a pair of them staying here, so it's really a beautiful place. Its name is Kids Beach. Uh, it's just about 45 minutes or 30 minutes from the East London Airport. Um, and those of you that are familiar with the Eastern Cape, you know that our coastline is very rich in some really magnificent animals. Uh, we've got the stunning blue darker, Kreisbach, um, Orobi, some of the things you won't really hear too much about elsewhere in South Africa. So guys, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast. Um, I've really been enjoying these Sunday discussions, although uh, I have been having a couple of requests to get a couple of guests on and stuff. It is in process, uh, like I say. We have experienced probably one of the longest uh, lockdowns that we've that anyone's ever had. Um, it's a little bit frustrating to say the least. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely in the pipeline. I'm really excited uh, with a couple of the guys that have lined up. Um, and yeah, so um, going forward, my Sunday discussions will hopefully be just myself. Um, and then I will be doing some extra podcasts during the weeks um, with guests uh, and other interviews. So guys, yeah, big big shout out to everyone that supported me this far. Um, I've got some big news to share with you guys. I'll share it uh, after, after I list a couple of the sponsors that have been behind me. Um, but yeah, so so pumped to share it with you guys, and and finally uh, a little bit a little bit of what I'm about to share is taking shape. So guys, uh, without further ado, um, I'm gonna yeah get going. <laughs> Uh, so guys, yeah, um, first up, got to give a big shout out to Trees and Camo. Uh, they've backed me uh, for the last two years now. It's been an incredible journey. Uh, I'm so pumped to wear their gear out in the bush. Um, and yeah, now, uh, after, after all this, get to list them on my very own e-commerce website. So um, I can't stress enough how great they've been performing out in the bush. And uh, I'm just so pumped to have them on board and... Yeah, just happy with where things have been going from now. Yeah, so big shout out to Trees and Camo. Next up, wearing it on my chest today, Tati Cam. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed the camera. Uh, it's it's just one of those things that work. And, you know, you don't often get to say that in the hunting industry. Um, it's, just, it's just got its place in the market. It's got its place in your gear bag. It's it's easy, it's convenient, it's one of the best action cameras, comes with all the builds and whistles, like any other one does. And um yeah, it's it's incredible. It really, really is. And unfortunately our season's over, but it's 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 actually quite a nice thing in, in hindsight that uh, I get to explore a little bit more about it and uh, yeah, take um you know just try it out on different sort of scenarios. So, um, yeah, big shout-out to Teticam. Then next up, uh, Maxxis Tires. Uh, big shout-out to Maxxis Tires. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be using the Maxxis Razors for another season now. Uh, this will be my third season in a row. And uh, touch wood. 
no punches no damage um unbelievable tire really nice and quiet on the open road um amazing in the mountains and um yeah like i tested out last week uh, pretty cool in the mud as well we had some we had a lot of fun but um yeah big shout out to max's tires um and then another one i'm a huge supporter of them uh they probably the taxidermy business in south africa and that's splitting image taxidermy uh they are incredible at what they do the artistry work um and yeah one of the big things for me especially as a ph is you want the communication level between your taxidermy and your your client to to be of professional standard and uh, to tick all the boxes you know because at the end of the day i've said this numerous amounts of times your job as a professional hunter is not over until that animal's on on your client's wall um, or represents it somehow in the house and splitting image do an outstanding job I, i'm so stoked um that i've been a part of their journey now and um you know they've they've really backed me um and yeah just a big 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 shout out to splitting image taxidermy they're fantastic taxidermy in south africa and i highly recommend them if you guys are coming over to south africa i highly recommend splitting image taxidermy hit them up on the website i'll i'll tag them in the links below um they're an incredible taxidermy um so yeah big shout out to splitting image then uh yeah just everyone that's back me back home my whole family um my mom my wife my beautiful daughter uh, the rest of the fam uh just thank you so much uh, we finally got here and uh, yeah and uh just a big shout out to everyone at ph toolbox uh it's my own e-commerce store so proud to have launched it um just everyone yeah, in the back office is just thank you so much i really appreciate all the effort and finally got you um yeah and then uh guys some of the big news uh, i wanted to share with you guys and um it's been eating me up a little bit inside because it's uh, you know i understand the process behind it but yeah is is wild net tv so uh, i was very fortunate um for the guys to contact me they would like to display some of my episodes of my my youtube channel on this platform um it's it's basically there just for hunters and fishermen just to do do their thing film their hands um and freely and and not worry about being discriminated or uh ugly comments or anything like that it's it really is a great platform um you guys can hit along hit them up in the facebook uh on their facebook page instagram page uh they haven't launched yet still in process still loading a lot of guys up onto the the website um but i'm super proud to be a part of this and uh i really think as far as the hunting industry is going forward in south africa this is this is definitely going to be the way to go and um they've definitely jumped on on a on a part of the market that us as hunters and fishermen alike desperately needed so uh big shout out to wildnet tv and uh, i just can't wait for them to launch now <laughs> uh, some incredible shows on there and yeah just head along to their facebook page guys i'll, I'll also tag it in the description uh just explore it a little bit it's it's really really some special stuff so um yeah enjoy the views um Thanks for thanks for tuning in and uh, yeah, let's get into it.
guys, so yeah, um, controversial topic today, and it's about ethics and biltong hunting and does it have a place. So one of the platforms I was based on uh, was asked this question, and before I was actually asked this question, and before I get, I thought I'd answer it on the platform, I will bring it up on my Sunday discussion. It's a controversial topic um, because a lot of South Africans in the marketplace are actually biltong hunters. Uh, they say they're hunters, they're not really. Um, but we'll get into that as we go along. I just want to mention that, guys, if there is anything you would like to know or like to find out or have me discuss on my podcast, hit me up on any one of my social media platforms. Um, I've had some incredible requests. Uh, he has one year um, about lime parks. Uh, is it sustainable? What does this mean for the lions going forward? Um, uh, will do they look like they um, do they look like they're going to be opening up lion hunting in the, in the near future? Um, and then the other one was. Um, Good day, we're coming out next year, June. Um, please do reviews on rifles and ammunition. Uh, we will be looking to bring our own rifles out in June. Or butter, 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 butter. Another great topic to discuss. I would love to put a couple of rifles up here and do a couple of reviews. Uh, likewise with the ammunition. Um, I think it's an important topic. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you guys need to confirm with your airlines. I see there are a couple of airlines that have authorized rifle transportation. In South Africa, it looks like we haven't, well, typically down to the Eastern Cape, we haven't really resolved the issue of airlines bringing um, rifles in. So that's, a, that's another topic for another day. Um, but yeah, talking about airlines, um, so Zimbabwe, they're opening up their tourism. Last week we had Namibia, and as well, some good news coming out of South Africa. Our transport minister has been around to a couple of our airports, and he's, I don't know, <laughs> he's weighing up the options whether it's okay or safe, safe or not. That's his words, safe or not for the airline to to stop bringing international guests in. Look, uh, I think this is extremely frustrating. We are officially probably the longest lockdown countries ever. And uh, yeah, there's talks about them moving the national disaster until the 15th of October. What this means, I actually have no clue and I don't want to get into it, um, but it's, it's so frustrating. It really is. I mean, this whole lockdown thing doesn't serve its purpose anymore, so. You, you just gotta, you gotta wonder. You really have to wonder. Okay, guys. Well, like I said, um, I'm on the east coast of South Africa uh, in a nice, beautiful little village called Kids Beach. Come to visit some family, um, and yeah, I'm pretty pumped to be doing a podcast. Yeah, it's quite cool. The scenery is stunning. Uh, I've got a monkey that's missed my podcasting table with a shit about two feet so he's he's hanging around here somewhere um more inquisitive than most but uh yeah so it's awesome i mean uh, those of you guys like i said earlier that's been around the eastern cape area we've got some beautiful wildlife down there 
um, just from the bird species. Uh, saw an Iceland leary uh, the other day. Um, yeah, so there's some very, very special wildlife down this side. Um, and my personal opinion, if you go about 200 kilometers, um, a little bit more east, you'll you'll get along to the wild coast and, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful parts of South Africa. Untouched landscape, really rural, um, but yeah, some special people down there and uh, holds a very special place in my heart. So yeah, next time you guys come down to South Africa, come check the East Coast side out, come down to the Eastern Cape. Um, we're nice people down here. <laughs> a lot of people say it's the ass end of the world, but <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, where some of the good people stay. So uh, yeah, uh, proud to be here and it's, it's awesome. Okay guys, so into our discussion, uh, there were three parts that it broke down into. Sorry, I'm just going to read it off my phone. Yeah, uh, the first one: Does biltong hunting have a place in the market? Um, I'm guessing this is the South African market. Uh, uh, is biltong hunting ethical, and is it needed? I guess that's the same question as as the last one. And. With restrictions opening up from next year and the overseas guests coming back, what does this mean for biltong hunters? Do us as South Africans have a place in the market, and will we get to hunt at some of the pla- some of the incredible lodges we hunted this year, next year? That's a tough one to answer, but uh, yeah, I'll try my best. So, guys, to firstly just to answer a couple of the first question. Uh, does biltong hunting have a place in the market? Yes, it does. Um, like I said in my last last week's episode or two weeks ago episode, as far as the land issue is concerned, us as South Africans, we've created this almost false ecosystem. And uh, you can't put it on any group. You can't put it on any race. You can't put it on any of that. But it's it's definitely part of the... dog's about to walk past the camera now. Anyway, so we, we've created this and we need to um, understand that it's our job, it's our duty to preserve it. So um, does Biltong Hunters have a place in the market? 100% they do. They help with herd management, they help with culling. Um, they, it, it's, it, there's something special about South Africans coming out and sharing our magnificent wildlife and awesome accommodation awesome sceneries beautiful views with friends and family and i I always refer back to this uh, when i start um when i wake up in the and i'm on a hunt i'm hunting a client or i'm hunting with friends and family and i'm getting ready to go out i always refer back to that first moment i was 13 years old waking up really really early Getting at that stage, I had only jeans and a khaki top, um, putting bullets in the in, in the magazine, putting the gun in a gun bag in the back uh, in the back of the pickup, getting ready. Cold mornings. Um, it was my birthday, the 30th of June. Heading out, climbing over fences, stalking a herd of blessed black that we saw, picking out the oldest one, 
uh, waiting for it to be an ethical shot before they ran away, put on another two and a half hour store, well, not even two and a half hours, probably about an hour and a half at that time, full two and a half hours, but uh, getting up close again within range, picking out the old ram again, my dad putting me on the, on the tree stump, lining up and squeezing the trigger. I run through that, that whole sequence every single time before I, I lay some my boots to take out a client, to hunt with friends, to hunt for myself. And it's a moment in my life that I'll never ever forget. And I managed to share this with very special people. And as a South African, as a fellow hunter, somebody that's in the industry, I never ever want anyone to not have that experience if they are into hunting. So, yeah, for me, built on hunting as far as sentiment, I love it when I when I when I when I see these posts on social media, family hunts, and you know, the little boy got his first animal, the little girl got her first animal. They're blooding them, they're making them eat livers and stuff. It's it's a really cool atmosphere, and and it shows a lot of respect towards our wildlife that we we've taken this upon ourselves to to manage these herds to look after these herds now to get into the next topic of the question whether it's ethical or not is i might get shut down for this 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 one and i always wanted to discuss it but i, I always knew that i, I you know there's going to be so many different views over here and what can be seen as negative views from my side. Um, I, I get concerned with, with, with this built-on hunting story is we we tend to lose our focus on what actually hunting means if you are a seasoned hunter. Um, what I mean by this is that you get a couple of guys Look, I'm in a very fortunate situation. I get to hunt most weekends, um, and I don't I don't have to fill my freeze in one shot. Um, I get to take off a couple of animals every now and then, and yeah, that's you know I, I only take off enough for myself and my family. The thing the thing that comes in here is that you get guys that that aren't as fortunate as that. They get one or two weekends within the season. They want to fill their freezers. They want to fill their friends' freezers as quickly as possible because they're not quite sure when they're going to get the next opportunity. So here's the thing. For myself, that gets to do it as often as what I do, hunting with a pickup is unethical for me. And I see myself as a hunter. And the reason why I say this is that if you're driving around in the back of the bucky with a rifle hanging out and you, you aim to shoot that animal off the pickup, I get scared that you lose the whole the whole gist of the hunt, giving the animal a fair chase, um, you know, experiencing your stalking skills, uh, your scent. Are you are you negotiating that your scent always comes downwind and all that sort of stuff? You know, are you are you planning these sort of things? Because yeah, that's that's what being a hunter is all about. But if you if you if you are somebody that wants to hunt your own meat and and fill your freezers and you only get to do this twice a year and you want to go out there and you you're not you're not all about look i need to choose my words very carefully you you 
you're all about hunting, but you, you're not quite sure on how to negotiate the situation. Um, you, you don't, you, you're more there for the good times and yeah, sure. You want to pull a trigger or two, but let's face facts. The main reason why you're there is to fill your freezer, have a couple of drinks around the fire and have a good time with your friends. So <clears throat> in that sense, Hunting off the back of a pickup is actually, to me, it's not viewed as a bad thing. And the reason, I'll tell you the reason why, and I find it very often in the industry that we um, get out there that these guys have no experience in hunting, have no experience in distance, um, and more often than not, they want to do things the right way, and they'll end up wounding or hurting an animal um, and it puts them off for a very, very long time. Whereas if you actually get it over and done with as quickly as possible, know that your freezer is going to be full at it, um, full at the end of the day, and you, you've you done your part as far as herd management and culling is concerned, well, then I find it there's no issue whatsoever. So that's my take on the whole hunting side of things. Where I get extremely concerned, and I'm speaking from a professional hunter's point of view now, is these youngsters of today, that's all they know. And they want to become they want to become part of the 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 hunting industry and they wanna um they wanna become PHs, but all they've known throughout their whole life growing up and, and experienced these hunts with their their family is hunting off a pickup and doing the biltong thing. And they tend to lose that value and that moral for for your clients. Because at the end of the day, your clients want to come out. And I speak for, for the clients that I've hunted and the majority that I've hunted. Yeah, sure, they want to pull the trigger and they want to hunt. But there's also a part of them that actually want to have an incredible experience. And I feel you can't do that on the back of a backy. There are certain animals, there are certain species that require this at night or wherever the case may be but uh that's just my take on it and uh i just think that there's there is a place in the market for it to answer the question um i would encourage and i would hope that if you get more opportunity during the hunting season um, to do a lot more walking stalking to to put your skills to the test, to hunt the animal as although it should be hunted. Um, I have no problem you walking the whole day, um, you've put in the miles, you've hunted a particular bull, you've seen this particular bull, and you on your way back to the lodge and you spot it getting out of the pickup, loading your rifle, giving the animal a fair chance to get away, um, I have no issue with that at all. Um, I, f I feel that is that is some part of hunting that we've recreated. But I know, and I'm speaking directly for the South Africans now, because I know in a lot of countries it's illegal to do that sort of thing. It's legal to hunt off the back of the pickup. Um, but yeah, like I said, South Africa's got a unique sort of scenario as, like I said, we've sort of recreated the circle of life, this little ecosystem that we've got to look after now and, and doing what, 
what us as South Africans are doing is, is just part of us and, and it's working. Let's face facts. Whatever us as South Africans are doing, the way we're managing our game and stuff, it really is working. With the scenario that we put ourselves in, um, it really is. And I, I get concerned um, when certain sanctions get put on South Africa as far as trophy hunting, exports of trophies, and sorry, <coughs> all get brought up and get decided by other countries um, that we're not going to be able to manage this as well as what we've done. So, yeah, that's that answers the first question. Um, the last one, whether the South Africans will be given the same treatment from this year to next year. For me, this is a very difficult one. Um, I'm going to give you my personal opinion. And uh, again, I, I, I worry too much. <laughs> might be one of my flaws. I, I worry too much about how people are going to perceive this answer and how people are going to judge me on it. I actually need to get that out of my head. I don't know. A lot of folks are saying, they, oh, don't worry about what they think. But, you know, ultimately I do. Um, I worry too much about how I project myself out into the marketplace because, you know, it's such a sensitive and delicate place because everyone's got their own opinions. Everyone thinks that their opinions are right. Um, like, like me. And uh, sometimes you get shut down for it. But <clears throat> so here's my thing about the international and the local guys. I get concerned when outfitters... Um, and certain certain tourist destinations, certain B&Bs accommodate the South African market when things go tough for the overseas guests. I get, I get very concerned because uh, I just feel that it's, it's a little bit unfair on the South African market. Now, I'm all for the South Africans. Uh, I think, like I said earlier, I think we've really got a place in the market and the industry for that. And I do feel that a lot of the guys have chased the dollar. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that um, because it creates a lot more jobs and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But uh, I I don't think I don't think in the hunting industry we should be writing off the South African market as as quickly as what we do. And uh, it's only good enough now during a pandemic. But when things open up again. You know, the South African hunter gets sort of pushed aside and back to back to where we were. Um, I enjoy both. I really do. And I really do. It's, I, I really think it's important for us to keep our healthy relationship with with South African hunters and and, and the South African market and, and really keep that going because during crisis, periods and during difficult times the South African market's always there so um, yeah uh, you know uh, it's it's quite a difficult question to answer because uh, you know <laughs> I want I want South African guys to to be treated as well as what an international guest is but I, I know blatantly honestly I know the 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 dollar is a lot 
lot more valuable than what the rand is at the moment. So, yeah, it's a sensitive one. But look, in saying that, um, I think us as South Africans, we've also really adapted quite well, and we kind of enjoy the rustic stuff, you know. So lighting your donkey and making sure that there's hot water, not too worried about electricity, not too worried about uh, what's it Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff you know like you would on a five-star lodge uh, there are a couple of guys out there that do worry about that sort of stuff but I think as South Africans I think we want to enjoy that experience you know um, I just find that 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 as well it um, yeah it's it's just different it really is it's it's different I mean I, I see the I see, you know, I see a lot of South Africans come out and will go to certain places and and really just enjoy being there, being with conversation and, and not too worried about accommodation and comfort and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, of course, I think South Africa's still got its place in, its mar- in the market and I, I just hope we... We, we look after that, you know, prices are climbing now on certain animals and um, there's certain guys out there that are still looking after the South African guys, you know, they're not too worried about price hikes and stuff. Look, um, yeah, it's it just is what it is and it's, it's such a tough question to answer, but uh, if you guys think that, that, that there's any any other way we can handle this then yeah i would love to hear it but uh yeah so uh guys for me and part of my sunday discussion i think biltong hunters just to wrap it all up um i really think biltong hunters have their place in the market Um, i think they play a, a vital role in the sustainability of our wildlife um and yeah i wouldn't want to see where what i would like to see more of is youngsters coming into the industry uh, understanding that you know they've got to put their skills to the test they've got to go out there they've got to do all the hard graft they've got to do um in south africa we say we we do all the cuck business you know you you really you've got to understand i mean i've just spent now a couple of days uh, all by myself out in the bush just trying to understand a little bit more about certain animal behaviors especially coming out of a drought now you want to know what's changed what feeding patterns have changed in animals um you know what breeding habits uh you know now they're going to start um dropping offspring you want to know uh, all those certain animal behaviors and uh, you just want to learn as much as possible when you're out there and i just feel that you know we're living in a time and space now in society where everything is boom 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 rushed and we want to do things as easy quickly and as convenient as possible and instead of just going back to basics understanding uh, ethics and morals um, it's important all that stuff's important and we can't forget about it and i just worry that we some of us like to take the easier route and not do the hard graft and still reap and try, well, reap the rewards it works but for short periods of time so get out there do the hard graft uh, understand that there's two there's two sides to this whole thing um, if, if you want to 
increase your hunting skills you've got to put the time and the effort the understanding you've got to understand a lot of things out there and why certain animals do what they do but um yeah that's that's just my my opinion on on the whole thing and like i say um the the ecosystem needs you you're obligated if you are a hunter you're obligated to look after this ecosystem that we've created and uh, again it's not to point fingers at any group or any race or uh, any political activities we we've all done this we've all had our part to play and now it's up to us to look after it and uh, yeah i think or personally i really think we're doing a magnificent job in doing it um the animals conditions uh, some of the genetics that we see now have never been better and uh it's exciting times we just need the borders to open up to share this with the rest of the world and uh, I th i'm sure that will all happen up yeah guys so um cool thank you so much for joining me on this shortened sunday discussion um yeah i chose this topic because i don't have much time on my hands yeah but uh i really enjoyed it uh, i thought it was quite a for those of you that don't know what biltong hunting is it's quite a nice little breakdown of what's actually been going on out there and um yeah for everyone out there that's that's still hunting to the americans the season's just opened up um seen some really cool pictures coming through i, I would love to get out there and hunt the northern the northern hemisphere especially north america i mean i, I find your guys and wildlife spectacular and the way you do things with tents and stuff is really something special so on the bucket list and i'm, I'm hoping uh, for some really cool things coming soon so uh, yeah guys that's it for me if you've got any questions like i said i would love you guys to hit me up in the in the comments drop me some dms I've, I've had some incredible support over the last couple of weeks and um yeah if if i don't reply i do apologize i am getting there but uh yeah it's been incredible it's been such a an amazing journey and even in these tough times so um for myself and ph journals i just want to say thank you once again for all the support and uh yeah stay safe for those of you um to the american guys happy hunting enjoy it it's keep keep posting those pictures it's some some awesome awesome animals coming out of there and uh it's really great to to share that on social media now with you guys and and experience as much as possible as we can so good luck have a have a ball for the season and uh yeah for myself and the ps journals team uh happy hunting stay safe and we'll catch up with you guys soon cheers